Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I have to apologize on behalf of anyone who bought that fight. You don't know what I'm talking about. We briefly went over it in the last episode. Where the greatest of all time, Floyd Mayweather, came back. This would be yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, June 6, 2021, to fight none other than Logan Paul, a YouTuber who has now started to box. And I was this close to buying it. Very, very close. Number one, both uh, things for the pay-per-view kept crashing. So I, I saw on like Twitter and everywhere that people were like losing like $150 because they kept having to rebuy it. Uh, and number two, the fight was in. It was in. I know I talked for like five, ten minutes about how I'm excited to watch it. And I was entertained to, to some degree, but it's uh I like I said, I just want to apologize for anyone who bought it. I, I didn't buy it, you know. I, I, I watched it. I'll just leave it at that. I watched it. <laughs> um but the, the one thing that I, I loved about the fight more than the fight itself was how normal everything looked. I think that that's been missing. Well, I don't think, I know. It's been missing for such a long time. Just the normalcy of, of life and and not in the general sense where we just kind of all go back to doing whatever it is that we were doing in the first place, but just the the, the being, being able to go out to an event being able to have fun and do stuff and actually leave the house. It, it looked great and it's good to know that we can actually do that now in at least certain parts of the country. I think most of the country is opening up, but uh, right now, especially because they've been pushing out all this vaccine stuff, but it just looked great. So the fight was eh, but the event itself was, uh, it was, spectacular and it, it it just makes it look like everything's going back to you know the way it was to some degree they're having another one i think it's on the 12th of june if i'm not mistaken i think that that might be this sun sunday saturday it's this weekend i don't know it's this weekend where another fight is happening and i think they sold that one out too last night they had thirty thousand people there which is crazy they had one uh, I want to say like a month ago in Texas, they had like 70,000. So slowly but surely we're itching our way back to, to, to regular life. And, and that was obviously more exciting than the fight, but a good fight nonetheless. But speaking of the, the normalcy of, of the whole event, th there's something that I've kind of tried to shy away from just talking about in general, not even on here. This podcast is still in its infancy, so uh, we haven't talked about much. But just talking about it in general to people is something that I've tried to shy away from because of how much craziness is around the uh, the topic itself. But I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't talk about it simply because of everything that it entails um, so we're going to talk about it. Screw it. Why not? We're going to get into it and, and 
I don't know. I didn't realize that I had so much to say about it until I just wrote every uh, like statistic down and every detail down about the, the topic at, at hand so that I, I, I at least know to some degree of what I'm talking about. Uh, the, uh, the topic, obviously, is COVID. It's something that we want to move on from. So I doubt that this is something we'll be talking about a whole lot. Uh, like I said, especially now that they're rolling out all these vaccines and uh, states are lifting their mask mandates. Um, I guess it is something that ideally I think everyone wants to move on from. I don't think it's ever going to go away. Uh, it's not just going to evaporate and people aren't going to stop getting it. So it's probably here to stay. But the hold that it has on uh, everyone's life in general, I think is starting to is starting to lift to to a certain degree. And that's good. But the the drama that goes around this topic is still not going away. It's not at all. This thing has been the one of the craziest events that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Uh, when it first started, I was a freshman in college, and I was halfway through my second semester of my freshman year, and they sent everybody home for the rest of the semester. So I remember when I was when I really first heard about it, I was at the gym. It was maybe like, I want to say like six, seven o'clock at night. I was at the gym at my school and uh, a couple of friends and, and myself were playing basketball and and I just get on my phone and I see all these people like basketball players getting it, actors and actresses getting it. And I'm like, oh crap. Like I, I saw some people joking about it and I'm like, yeah, you know, some people just got sick over in China and, you know, a couple of people got it over here. Because that's kind of how it was with Ebola. I freaking uh, almost forgot about that. I think that might have happened in, I don't know what, like 2015, 2016, where all these Ebola cases were were, uh, popping up. And I was low-key getting nervous. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm not trying to get Ebola because I'm I'm, I'm not trying to – I'm just not trying to get it. And And like I said, after like a few months or something like that, it just went away. Like, honestly, it legit just went away. And but but COVID comes and it has been the, the the talk of everything for the past year. And it's like I said, it's been one of the craziest things I've ever seen. 2020 as a whole was probably the craziest year of anyone's life, at least my life. Um 2016 was the best year. I don't know why, but I there's a general consensus, at least among people my age, that 2016 was one of the greatest years of our lives up to this point. 2020 has to be the craziest year. And COVID is obviously a big part of that. Um, But the reason why it's so like prevalent is because of how politicized the whole thing has become. And I, I said this probably in the first episode and I probably said it in like a paper I wrote in college or something like that, where it's like politics isn't everything. It's in everything, but like when people politicize certain things, it just 
it, it takes a turn for the worst really, really quickly. And what I mean by that is at the root of it, coronavirus was something that was spreading around the world, killing people, whether it was the virus itself or the virus working with other illnesses that people already had, and it was killing people. Now, the reason that it became such a a, a hot topic is because of how polarizing it also became. It's like anything that inserts itself in this country immediately becomes a political issue that, that people take sides on. So if you go back to, like I said, about a year ago, when the virus made its way over here, initially, the the idea was to shut the country down. Um, in that order, I believe that order was given by the president. I don't know if it was given by his administration as a whole or or himself, obviously that being Trump at the time. And the initial like uh like layout for the polit- like the politis pol- what the hell is the word the politization i am 99% sure that's not the correct word but i'm hoping that you know what i mean the whatever that word is of covid-19 started with that where everyone's like okay this is xenophobic and um, and, and racist and, and whatever else to shut the country down just because a virus came from China. So you're banning travel to China and you're in all the stuff like that. That was the uh, initiation of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and whatever you think about that, that's not necessarily the point is that, like I said, the point is that people were dying and it became politicized and that was the root of it where it's like, okay, shuts the country down that's racist and xenophobic. And then that's where it starts to divide people because we're shutting the country down, banning travel from certain places. Then when people get on board, the entire country shut down. Like the economy, people were losing their jobs. People were told to stay inside, everything like that. It, it, it was, like I said, it was honestly the craziest thing I've ever seen where you have an unemployment rate that said, three something percent which is the lowest it's been in in god knows how long and that thing just shoots back up i think at some point it might have shot up to like over 10 per 10 percent i think it might have got up to like 14 percent or something like that uh, over the course of like the past year um before the biden administration took over i think he got back down to like seven percent so people think he's a pig or whatever that don't really matter the the point is is that it went up and went down and that's the focus. But like I said, throughout the entire year, people were using it as a way to polarize the country even more by way of making it a political issue. And your typical social justice warrior will say, it's not political. Just like they'll say um, racial issues, it's not political. Okay. the You know, like they'll say like, Gun control and, and gun laws is not political. Everything is political because everyone has an opinion on these issues. And the men and women who are in office, they pass laws and they make decisions based on their political views about that situation. So so it is political. It's just when you politicize it too much, 
it, it becomes problematic because the focus is taken off of actually pulling your head out of you know out of your you know what and actually just coming together to 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 deal with it because regardless of what the death toll says whether it's fabricated or not people are dying regardless and you can't avoid it but you can mitigate it as much as possible if you just work together and i know that's such an impossible feat because the united states government is it's legit like high school. Like you have your cliques and you have your, you know, and you got these 80 year olds who, who act like they're 14 and 15 and they're, you know, screaming at each other, yelling at each other, like, and nothing is done. But like I said, that was the initiation of politicizing this whole uh, virus. And then because we were in the heat of an election year, it's uh. It was honestly, it, like I said, it's probably one of the more smarter things I've ever seen executed. I don't agree with it at all, but it was very smart where it was like um, a, a point that I made early on in this show was how the media has tremendous influence on what goes on in this country. Tremendous influence. So in the midst of all of this coronavirus stuff, you have George Floyd, who is... Uh, uh, apprehended by police in an inhumane way, he ends up dying, and the entire country just goes haywire. People are protesting, rioting. You got thousands upon thousands in the streets every single day, breathing on each other, coughing on each other, probably sneezing on each other, talking in each other's like space or whatnot. Now, the notion was that coronavirus is a deadly disease and people should stay at home and, 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 and just be away from people until further notice. Yet, as soon as the media gets a hold of something, that is, it's an issue, but you, you deal with it in a certain way, especially when you're pushing this narrative that there's a deadly virus that made its way to America and the rest of the world to kill us all. You, you deliver something like this in a different way, at least in my opinion. So what they do is they'll say, hey, you know, this white police officer killed this black man. And then they show the video and they show whatever clip that they get. Most likely they get the full video, body cam footage, the other angles, everything. But they show what they want you to see. And we already talked about that police officer and what he did, obviously it was wrong, but the context and what you deliver it into the masses was also wrong because then thousands of people go on the street, they march, they protest, they riot. They're in close proximity. And then, and then guess what? For one day, we all forget that there's a virus here to do some damage. People go home, they get done with their day of protesting and rioting or, or, or whatever they're doing, correct? And then you turn on CNN and they say, hey, there's been a, a, an uptake in COVID-19 cases, a, a million new cases in the last 24 hours. Well, I wonder why. Number one, it's true and because of the way that they deliver the news to people, that was inevitable. Or, or B, it's false. 
hey, they're just fabricating it, but they have they have evidence to back up a false claim that yeah, there are these cases. We it's not true, but you just saw those people out in the street doing what they were doing. You saw all those police officers out in the street doing what they were doing. You you have nothing. You have you you have no leg to stand on that tells that tells me otherwise that there wasn't an uptake in cases, even though there might not have been. So then things get, like I said, they get politicized, they get fabricated, and a lot of the truth gets lost in in between. And that was the entire year. That was the entire year of 2020 in regards to coronavirus. And it wasn't even just the the vaccine itself. You know, it was the mass, mass became politicized and whatnot. Just every facet of it. But in terms of the virus itself, they even used it during the presidential election where you have Democrats who are who are pushing you to vote by mail. They know that voting by mail will most likely yield them the most votes to win the election. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Joe Biden does not care about your health as much as you think he does. He cares about your vote more. And he knows that, hey, if he can push the narrative that it is dangerous for you to go out and vote in person because you will get coronavirus. And as Joe Biden said, if you don't get vaccinated, you'll kill your freaking grandparents or something like that. But if you don't, if you go out and vote in person, you are threatening yourself and you are threatening people around you. So he wants your vote by mail because he's going to be the guy to save the day. That's the narrative that they push. And then on the flip side, where Trump, he realizes that. Like, oh, oh crap. They're pushing the narrative to vote in, in person. This entire time I've said, hey, let's shut down the country for a few months. Get it under control to some degree or as much as we possibly can within this short period of time. Then reopen the country because we need to keep the economy going because people are losing their jobs. Okay, that's his stance. But he realizes the, the the position that he's in. So he's like, okay, hey, you guys go vote in person because COVID really ain't that big a deal. I'm not saying that that was his exact words, but that was the narrative that was being pushed is that it's not as bad as they're making it out to be. Now, who's right and who's wrong? We have no idea. We have no freaking clue because the death toll says 500,000 people. Is that 500,000 people who have died straight up from COVID? Is that 500,000 people who died with COVID in their system? Those are two different things. And those are two very important distinctions. Because one is, oh my goodness, this thing is crazy. And it's straight killing people at at, at such an alarming rate. The other one is, hey, people had pre-existing conditions or they were old or they had weak immune systems. And they got COVID. And and then they died from it. And it's all tragic. And the fact that the news just makes it out to be a statistic that they can use to, to gain votes or to gain ratings or whatnot, it makes me sick. It honestly does. But they do it nonetheless. So they, they you know, so it, it causes somebody like me to resort to making a podcast where I'm not conceited, but better to hear myself talk and, and prepare myself before I go and listen to them. 
But the point is, is that they drive that narrative against Democrats, yet Donald Trump ends up getting COVID. It's the most ironic, the most craziest thing ever. He ends up getting COVID through in the midst of the election. It's like you can't write this stuff. Like this is the this is the 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 most ironic, the craziest time we've ever lived in. Right? So so they politicize it all the way up to that point. Obviously, Trump ends up losing because of the mail-in votes. They Trump was winning. Then the mail-in votes came, like, and the election lasted, oh my goodness, for like a freaking like a week or two. Just every day they're still doing it. I, I had the TV on the whole night. I fell asleep. I'm thinking the election's over when I woke up. Like 10 states still haven't turned in their votes because of the mail-in votes. They come in, Joe Biden wins, Trump is out, and and that's that. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't because then the whole thing about masks is still politicized where you need to wear a mask because you're going to be killing people if you don't. Even if you don't have COVID, the narrative, is it, it, the narrative is that you wear a mask because you are going to put people in danger if you do not wear a mask. Because for some reason, we live in now in a country where the only illness is COVID. The only, if you start sneezing, you start coughing, you have COVID. You can't have the flu. You can't have anything else. It's only COVID. So even if you're not wearing a mask and you don't have COVID, you can still give someone COVID. Now... Whether you wear a mask or not, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'll probably revisit this point later, but just the, the short answer for me is that for me is to manage your own risk. Or if you want to wear a mask, okay, that's fine. But if you don't want to wear a mask because you feel comfortable going out into the world, especially this far along into this quote-unquote pandemic, I guess that's what it is now. I mean, obviously it was that initially, but now I'm not sure what people would describe it as. But if you don't want to wear a mask and you feel comfortable, okay. Most people who don't now are vaccinated. Um, but like I said, even if you're not, if you just manage your own risk instead of uh, falling at the feet of the government and, and begging them to, to tell you what to do and to because they they don't they don't know more than anyone else does. They probably know less. Honestly. And thank the Lord I live in America and I get to say that without you know going to jail for I don't know treason or something like that. But like I said masks were politicized where uh one group of people would wear it because they believe that it protects you against covid. The other group of people wouldn't wear it because they wanted to breathe fresh air and they thought that it didn't work. Now, let's take a look at the people who led the charge on both ends of the spectrum. I mean, I, he kind of flip-flops, actually, so we'll just, we'll just start with him. If you don't know who Dr. Anthony Fauci is, he is like the, the, the guy who's led the whole COVID-19 uh, charge in terms of research, vaccinations, information on masks, everything. He he was the head of the the um head of the charge for the Trump administration and currently the Biden administration. And initially he's like, yeah, wear a mask, 
and he's pushing it out to the entire country to wear a mask. But halfway through last year, he uh, he sent some emails and was receiving some emails, and then they just got recently released. They weren't leaked. They were recently released through an information act. Um, I, I know the narrative nowadays is that, like I said, these things get leaked. No, they were acquired through an information act, but they are still accessible, at least parts of it, to the masses. Um, so his his emails were released. It was about like I think they said like two thousand of them. And throughout this whole time, where he's promoting you to wear a mask and to stay inside and to stay away from people because we're all in danger. The very at the very simultaneously, he's saying. And I quote, and this is from Vox.com, which is a more left-leaning news outlet. And they try to justify what he's saying here, obviously, because it's left-leaning. But the justification is not the point, because they'll try to justify it, and then some outlet like Fox will try to condemn it. And we're not necessarily here for that, because once again, they just sound like kids arguing at each other. The point here is the quote, and Dr. Fauci said this last year, around the same time he was saying publicly to wear a mask. He said, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to those who are not infected, rather than protecting protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy at a drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus. So wearing these cloth masks and and, and going to a gas station and buying these four, like $2, $4 masks, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is the, the scientist leading the charge on this, is saying that they don't work. Yet publicly, privately, he's saying they don't work. Publicly, he's saying wear a mask. Yes, you need to wear a mask. As well as many other politicians and public figures and ads and news outlets, literally I'll see on every billboard to wear a mask. I don't look at billboards much, but those caught my eye where you need to wear a mask because you are doing everyone else around you a disservice if you don't. So the point that I'm trying to make is when I say manage your own risk, it, it is something that I say heavily. And I will probably say any time that I ever have a discussion about COVID-19 because these individuals who are at the top of our country and, and, and running it, and I say that lightly, I say that lightly, is they, they flip-flop. They don't know what it is that they're talking about, or if they do, it's simply to control some type of narrative so that they can maintain some type of position that they have. That's their goal. Trust and believe they care very little about the individual health and well-being of American citizens. Not saying that they are completely heartless, but when you're making money and you've got influence and you have a, a platform that allows you to you know, reap so many benefits uh, of life just by, you know, staying in that position. You'll do whatever you need to do to, to stay there. 
It's as simple as that. So, like I said, when I say manage your own risk, if you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, then don't. If you don't want to wear a mask, then don't. And I believe that most of this country is full of sensible people who can understand if they're not feeling well or can understand if they're going to go into a high-risk situation. Like I, I, When you gauge those risks, then you assess how it is that you are going to address them. And you don't need the government to tell you how to do that. And speaking about the vaccine, I think it's important that we talk about that, especially because of how prevalent it's become in, I just, I guess like everyday life, they've been rolling them out. I think there's like three of them. So it's like, there's so many choices. I'm not sure how people choose which one to get. I think they had to stop the production of the Johnson and Johnson one. I don't know why uh, specifically, but I think there's the Johnson and Johnson, there's the Moderna and then the Pfizer one. And They've been rolling them out, so that is, I'm assuming that that's the reason why you're able to put 70,000 fans in a in a stadium to watch a boxing event like we were talking about earlier. People have been wearing masks less, and states and cities have been opening back up, uh, and businesses have been resurging. Ideally, you want to say it's from a vaccine, and... Let's praise the government for doing it in such record time because they made this in under a year. Now, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, you could say, hey, COVID is a bioweapon that they had ready to release and they were already uh, prepping a vaccine <laughs> that, that they were going to then sell to the world and make a lot of money. I, honestly, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'd be intrigued to listen to that because, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't really trust the government that much. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in, in, in big government. I don't like them being so overarching over whoever they govern. I think they should just kind of sit quietly in the background and just make sure everything's going smoothly, but not intervene so much, but they do that so often. So honestly, if that conspiracy theory came across my table, I'd, I don't know if I believe it or not. I need some evidence, but I wouldn't, you know, mind it humoring me, humoring me for for a second. Uh, but like I said, I was talking to my mom and and telling her about this this product that I was thinking about getting. It's called a Aura Ring, and it uh it tracks your sleep, your heart rate, uh, your heart rate variability and some other stuff. And it helps with like performance, especially if you're an athlete or if you're just real active and you want a visual representation as accurately as possible. It's not hundred percent accurate, uh, but as a, a visual representation as best as possible as to how your performance is, how your recovery is, how your sleep is. And it's just a ring. So it's not invasive and, you know, like a, a wristband or a watch or, or something like that. And we were just talking about it. Uh, I, she didn't look anything up or, or whatnot 
on her phone. We were just talking about it. And then as soon as I get done talking to her, like five minutes later, she gets an advertisement on her phone for a freaking oil ring. So somebody's listening, whether it's the government, Facebook, the government and Facebook, somebody's listening. So uh, me and the government, we got we have some issues um, that I don't think we'll, we'll ever resolve, at least not anytime soon. So when we're talking about vaccines, like I said earlier, if you want to manage your own risk, that is what I'm a proponent of. So if you want to get a vaccine because you believe it will help you, then by all means, get it. But also, if you don't want to get it, then that is fine as well. And it should just be left at that. Unfortunately, because we live in a country uh, where, where two political parties run the game and it's more about a popularity contest as opposed to facts and real information we have to politicize people's decision to either get a vaccine or to not get a vaccine so the argument um against getting a vaccine is that the government is planting some microchip inside of you to track you now the government already tracks you like i said we were talking and she gets an advertisement for the very thing we were talking about coincidence? I don't think so. So someone that's already tracking us <laughs> on your phone, computer, you input information online and out to the ether every, probably every day. Card information, location, um, weight, height, all this stuff. Social security number, we do it every single day. So even if they were tracking who cares? Like, I mean, putting like a microchip in you. Who cares? They're already tracking you. So, I mean, it, it sucks, but ain't nothing you can do about it. Now, do I think that they're tracking you through uh, a vaccine? No, but that is a, um, a common argument to not get the vaccine. Um, I've also heard some um, some other reasons to not get it. Like I said, a lot of them are just like conspiracy theories as to what they believe the government is trying to do to you. Now, I don't mind the skepticism for not getting the vaccine. And this is from my perspective. It's simply because it was developed in under a year. It was developed in under a year. Um, I forgot who I was listening to. Um, if I can find it out, I'll put it down. But usually, like, like to 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 get these vaccines out, they have to uh, have emergency authorization. But if you if you have time to assess an illness and produce some type of vaccine or a remedy for it, that takes time. Usually, not as quick as the coronavirus vaccine was put out, especially because they have three different variations of it from three different companies. So with that being said, I don't have an issue with the skepticism. Like I said, if you if you want to be conspiracy theorists, okay. But the, the, the skepticism based on the fact that this was developed in under a year, ideally, that is warranted. And that's necessarily not something that I have an issue with. But what I have an issue with is when those people are being... Uh, attacked by others because they're not getting a vaccine. They're not making a decision about their health 
because you want them to. That is something that I'm not okay with. Because if you if you want to like really get down to the specifics of it, this was developed in under a year, right? Three different vaccines. Where's the clinical trial? Where's the clinical trial? Because you have to do something, right, to see if it actually works before you start funneling it out to America and then the rest of the world to, you know, to deal with this this virus and, and whatnot. You have to see if it works first. So where's the clinical trial? Well, at least for me, maybe the government knows that, um, you know, I've got beef with them and they're hiding everything from me. But if you go on the internet or you, you, you try to look for sources to try to find a clinical trial, the only thing that I found was something from a website called clinicaltrials.gov. Clinicaltrials.gov. Now, I, I they look trustworthy because it says clinical trials and it's a government site. I know I just said I didn't trust the government. I promise I'm not trying to be hypocritical, but I... I I'll be more specific. I typically trust government websites for information. Sometimes, this is a whole nother episode. My relationship with the government is a whole different episode. We'll just say that the website's trustworthy. It's really the main source that I found that will talk about a clinical trial for something that was developed in ideally under a year that has been shipped out to millions and millions of Americans and then uh, millions more across the uh, world. So according to clinicaltrials.gov, the a start date, the start date for a COVID-19 vaccine was September 14, 2020. And an estimated completion date was April 15, 2021. So they they had 13,000 random participants and they they had vaccines and placebos and they ran the the study in the clinical trial what is that september october november december january february march april that's seven months right seven months that they run it but they started funneling these out in the midst of that correct so if you want to take the vaccine, that's perfectly fine. But for the people who have issues with it and are skeptical of it because of how quickly it was produced, you have a leg to stand on in the sense that, hey, according to this information, a clinical trial on whatever type of vaccine that they were doing it here was being run at the same time that they're funneling these out to the masses, which means that ideally the people in this clinical trial and then the people who are getting the vaccine who are outside the clinical trial technically are all test subjects, ideally. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing if the vaccine works, but it also, off, it, it, like I said, it gives the people elect to stand on who have some reservations about it because they don't know how to, how it will affect people. You know, I'm, I keep saying this. I'm not one to just take the government's word for, you know, if, if this thing will work or not. That That's just me. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm never not going to get it. I'll be honest now, I, I don't have it. I don't plan on getting it anytime soon. 
but I just like to do some more research before I go out and I do it. But according to this data, in the midst of doing a clinical trial, they're already pushing it out, which is understandable. Like I said, they got emergency clearance. They have to push it out because people are dying from it. Their their hands are kind of tied. But that means that along with these test subjects, many people who get the vaccine who are outside of the study are also a test subject, quote unquote, a test subject. And that's something that's okay to be skeptical about, that you shouldn't be scrutinized for. And then when you look up what's actually in the vaccine, that's another thing that that should, I mean, if it raises some red flags, that should be warranted simply because for, for like I said, a good part of like the initiation of this vaccine, you couldn't find that information, obviously. But if you're taking it and you don't know what the hell is in it, okay, then that makes sense to be skeptical to some degree. So if you go to the CDC's website and you look up the, the, um, the ingredients in each vaccine, once you click on the link to, to look at the ingredients, then they will direct you to the FDA's website. And they're all government websites. And you guys know how I feel about the government. But I will say that I'm usually inclined to trust government websites as reputable sources for information most of the time. In this case, I guess I will oblige and, um, and, and say that they have the uh, Joshua Conley stamp of approval for trust, uh, you know, that that's a rarity for the United States government or for any government of that matter, but, but they've got it here. But the point is, is when you go to the website, like I said, and you look up the, uh, and you look up all the ingredients and whatnot, it'll take you to a PDF and it'll have all this information of like why you should get it, who should get it, basically just, uh, you know, a pitch trying to convince you that you need to get this vaccine. But when you look at the ingredients, it's like reading the back of a Doritos bag. And and I, when I took, a, um, what did I take? I took some health class in college and read the back of a freaking Doritos bag uh, the nutrition label. And I'm like, I don't know what 95% of this stuff is that I'm putting inside of my body. Some of it may be good, but I mean, I don't know. And I guarantee you that there are a lot of people in that same position. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Half this stuff is in freaking Greek or like Latin. Not literally, but the point is, is that a lot of it is weird. And that's something to be skeptical about as well. Sensible people have these skepticisms is the point that I'm trying to make. And they shouldn't be scrutinized for it, like I said earlier. So let's go. Let's just, re- let's just read an example. Like I said, if we can um, survive the cancel culture, eventually this podcast will uh, be formatted into a video form. So you can see what I'm seeing right here, right now. When you look at the ingredients of the Pfizer vaccine. It says, what are the ingredients in the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine? Question mark. The Pfizer-BioNTech or BioNTech, I I don't know. I don't know what that freaking means. If it's BioNTech, BioNTech, who knows? 
But the point is, is that it says the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine includes the following ingredients. mRNA, which I'm fairly confident many people learned about in like a junior, uh, high school junior biology class. So that's not hard to, to understand. Lipids, 4-hydro-buttle, uh, uh, xan bis hexane 6 one dial bis 2 hexy hexyl hexyl decan nato oh lord jesus help me 2 poly polyethylene glycol negative 2000 negative n n di ditridec wow that's crazy Deck the declitamide. I sound like an idiot, I know, but we're just gonna keep going. One, two, this, 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 tioral, S in glycero, three, fo, wow, fo, fo, clo, clone, clo, choline, Lord Jesus, and cholesterol. That's the only word I know, cholesterol, potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, dibasic or dibasic sodium phosphate, dihydrate, and sucrose. You got to be freaking kidding me. Let's just look up one of what one of these mean. Let's just, let's just see what one of these mean. So let's look up 2 dash hexy. Or hexyl D something. Let's look that up. Let's see what that means. Like I said, if we were doing this live, like where you can see me, then that would be great. But let's just look it up what, what it means. And I, this is the Think for Yourself podcast. So I'll just tell you what the word says. And then I encourage you to look it up as well as I'm doing right now. So we go to this website, which is pubchem.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov, another government website. Oh, they're trying my patience today. Let's look at it. I don't know what any of this means. I took one chemistry class my entire life, and it was the worst experience of my life. Its molecular formula is C16H31O2. I know that's oxygen. Its molecular weight is 255.42. I don't know what unit that is. I guarantee you the average person won't look this up, and the average person doesn't know what this means. I'm the average person when it comes to like all this scientific stuff. And we should be skeptical, skeptical about a lot of stuff that we put in our bodies. We should. We're not skeptical enough. Trust and believe that I've probably only eaten Doritos a handful of times since I took that class. Maybe like at a family function or something like that. But looking at it, I'm more skeptical about what I put in my body. And this is no exception, especially because of how quickly it was produced. So that's just an example. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Um, if let, Let's put it into Google Translate. Let's see if that works. Usually, 
the uh, the translator is good at saying hard words. It I don't know sounds weird half the time, but you take a foreign language class, it comes in handy. I'm assuming this is an English word, so we'll we'll just put it in English, and and hopefully you can hear what I'm about to what this is about to say. So we'll just we'll go ahead and put that in. And uh, and we'll see. We'll we'll see what this freaking means. We'll see. So go ahead, put that in, and hopefully you can hear this. Three, two, one, go. Hexel Decan O eight. Hexel Decan O eight. One more time. Hexel Decan O eight. Ooh, she said it real slow that time. Yeah, whatever that is. So the point that I'm trying to make after going through this ringer for like the last 10 minutes, the point that I'm trying to make is that it is okay to be skeptical. Like I said, it's for, for most sensible people, it is simply because we're not sure what it is that we're putting into our bodies. And like I said, somebody like me, I, you know, I, I try to work out. I try to be good about what I eat. I try to know what it is I'm putting in my body. So I'd be skeptical about something like this, especially considering how fast it was produced. And that's the other skepticism. That's the other thing to be weary about, if you will, is how fast it was produced and the fact that they're still really testing it out to see if it if it's as effective as they claim it to be. They're going to claim it's effective because they want you to take it for whatever reason. Like I said, the government isn't sitting up at night worried about your health or my health as much as people would like to think there's an ulterior motive with anything that that they do but the the baseline goal is to keep people alive and and they believe that this is going to accomplish that so bringing it back full circle if you would like to take the vaccine that is fine like i said i've eaten doritos before I don't know what it is. Now I'm still alive. So taking a vaccine, I highly, highly doubt it's some secret weapon that's been implanted, that's been secretly put in your body to secretly kill you. Shh, because it's a secret that they don't want you to know that they're trying to... I don't think that that's the case at all. Now, I don't know what it is specifically. That is within these vaccines or whatnot. And the main, uh, the 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 main outlet that I found outside of the CDCs to get a second opinion was an opinion piece. So obviously they're just gonna tell you that hey, all these conspiracy theories are theories are wrong, and 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 you should take the vaccine. And they lost my attention there. Above all else, if you would like to take the vaccine, go for it. If you don't want to then don't do it. And I think people should respect those decisions because you have one entity telling you to take the vaccine. And if you don't, then you're going to kill your grandparents and you're a menace to society. Then you have the other side saying that don't take the vaccine because they are implanting you with microchips. Manage your own risk. And not to be corny, but Think for yourself in the sense that, okay, we're, we got this information and then this information and they are kind of just meh, 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 meh. That's what they sound like. 
I'm going to just do the research and figure it out for myself because that's kind of what you have to do nowadays. At least if you don't want to be a sheep because you'll listen to what the government says, you'll listen to what the news says, you'll run with it, and nine times out of ten, you'll find yourself in a troubling situation. It's as, it's as simple as that. And while they're at home reaping the benefits of either the money they've collected, the ratings they've they've gotten, or the, the votes that they've uh, occurred, you know, where does that leave the average American citizen? It leaves them either in the same spot that they were in or worse off. Now, like I said, I don't have a problem with people taking the vaccine. I don't have a problem with people not taking the vaccine. What I do have a problem with is how much intrusion there is on it because I said this earlier. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that deeply into it. I don't mind listening to them every now and then. Some of them are pretty interesting. But it becomes real fishy when they start to bribe you to take it. And that that's really where I draw the line. I've freaking, uh, I've seen like restaurants, like bribe people with food <laughs> to take the vaccine. Like you'll get free burgers and fries at this place called Shake Shack if you take the vaccine and show them that you got the vaccine. Number one, that's private health information. Why? In the hell are you asking for that? Like they they keep saying like for like sporting events that there's a vaccinated section, there's a non-vaccinated section at gyms. You can wear, you can take off your mask if you're vaccinated. You can't ask me if I'm vaccinated. This is private health information that I respectfully or disrespectfully withhold from telling you because that's my private health information. So it's just weird that restaurants are bribing people to make decisions about their own personal health. And I, I think it might have been in California where they're having some raffle. There's like a million-dollar prize pool or, or $10 million prize pool or something like that. Where if you take the vaccine, you have a chance to enter in to win that money. How about you give that money to the businesses that shut down or were forced to close for a certain amount of time because the, the the government decided to shut down the country for a very long time, causing those businesses to shut down. Now, was the shutdown warranted? Some people believe so. Some people don't believe so. The reality is that people's businesses went under, yet you're trying to bribe people with millions of dollars to take a vaccine that you probably don't even know what's in it. I guarantee you the governor of California doesn't have all the, 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 doesn't know all the ins and outs of a vaccine. He just knows that, hey, it's a shot you get in your arm and that magically it'll make you feel better. I'm pretty sure that's what he believes. It probably works, but he's probably in fairytale land where it's like, okay, the vaccine is the only thing that's going to save all of us right now. So I'm going to bribe you guys with millions of dollars to, to take it, to make a decision about your own health. Take the money, reinvest it into your economy. Take the money and help uh, the, the resurgence of businesses that went under because of this pandemic. That, that makes a lot more sense than trying to uh, woo people into doing what you want them to do. And that becomes fishy, where it's like, okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I don't think that 
all like the vaccine is has all these things in it and that this is the goal but it does become fishy when they're like when like the freaking governor of new york is on tv doing an interview eating a burger and fries and then trying to make it look good it was probably one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen i think that was hold on was that i I think that was before i say his name i don't want to yeah, it was actually it was the mayor of New York. Yeah, that's who it was. Not the governor. Not 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 good old not good old uh not good old Cuomo. It was Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City. It was on freaking TV <laughs> doing an interview, eating a burger and fries. Has to be one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. The burger and fries looked amazing, but just him eating it. And then sitting up there trying to bribe you into getting a vaccine so that you can have it. It was disgusting. If you want to take the vaccine, take it. If you don't, don't. Don't have this this old guy who is in who who inhabits a state that has had one of the worst showings of dealing with COVID since this whole pandemic started. He has no leg to stand on. Governor Cuomo has no leg to stand on. They don't. So they they should be the last people to 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 be enjoying a burger and fries and a freaking on a live interview trying to trying to do this and do that. Just get control of your state, get control of your city. But but don't do it in a in a in a disgusting way by trying to sway people into making a decision about their health. Give them the information, and and let them decide. And 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 be sensible about it. You, you've been enforcing these rules and whatnot, doing it in a way that allows people to open back up their businesses to some type of capacity, so they can make a living for themselves. But also keep it in check to the point where, where your debt toll is skyrocketing every single day because their handling of it has been atrocious. So so maybe they do need to bribe people. I don't know. That just seems like a you're doing a, a, a poor job as a mayor, as a governor. But the point being is that, like I said, you want to take it, take it. If you don't, don't. In no way, shape, or form is it okay for these news outlets, for these governors, for these mayors, for these politicians to be swaying you one way or another. They should be there to offer you the facts in as unbiased of a way as possible. I understand everyone has their preferences and what they believe in, but that's their job is to do it. And they, they like I said, they do it pretty poorly. The, the moral of this is to manage your own risk. It's a very simple concept, but it's hard to execute when everyone is in everyone else's business. Because if you want to know the reality of the situation, COVID-19 has not killed 500,000 people in the United States. It has not. The numbers fabricated, the numbers, um, the, the, the context of the number is tainted. The death toll may be 500,000 people total, 
in relation to COVID-19. So yeah, people might have died from COVID-19, strictly COVID-19, but people have also died that have had pre-existing health conditions, that have had weak immune systems, that have been old. They don't tell you about this stuff. If you, if you, they, they will get on TV to scare you to say that COVID nineteen has killed five hundred thousand people. You think that the average person has just been dying left and right from this disease? That has not been the case at all. There are many other factors that they omit purposely because they are trying to push an agenda, and many people go along with it. It's not okay. Manage your own risk. Simple as that. Because you can't stop people from living their lives. You just can't. This It's no way to live, to be cooped up in the house all day, every day, because the government has scared almost the entire country, asserting that there's a virus here to kill us all. If, if you feel as though you need to stay at home because of some health concern, then that is fine. But that should be a decision that you make, not the United States government. Not any government, for that matter. Now, there are governments out there, dictatorships, uh, communist governments, who obviously will make those decisions with an iron fist. But we live in a, a democracy where the, the government works for the people, but they always seem to, to, to get that twisted. Even Joe Biden said it. He said it in the State of the Union. He said, we the people is the government. Now, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to assume that Joe Biden has any mental health issues. I'm not going to assume he has any health issues. Period. But what I can say is that dementia is a is is a crazy thing, and it, and and if that is what he has, it can make you forget certain things throughout the course of your life. Now, I'm not saying he has dementia. I'm just throwing it out there because you, there has to be some kind of explanation to say such a, a ridiculous thing. We the people is not the government. We the people is the people who the government works for. But when they impose themselves as slick as they do, that, that begins to shift. Unconsciously, we don't even realize it, that, hey, we start working for the government. We do what they tell us to do, and and, and we live at their mercy. Mm -mm. It's not the case at all. We live in the United States of America, where the government serves the people, which is the people, the citizens. We the people are the citizens, not the government. So it's important to live your life. Like I said, do it at your own risk. Don't let the government tell you what to do in that regard, because who are they? A bunch of people bickering at each other, you know, running around, not really doing anything. And occasionally they'll give a speech saying what they're gonna what they're gonna do, what they're gonna enforce. No. Live your life, go, you know, as you please, manage your risk. I've probably said that a million times. It probably will be the title of this if I if I don't forget, that's a great title. Just manage your own risk. Because, like I said, being cooped up, being scared is no way to live at all. There's no way to live. And that's the narrative that they push. And is one that 
I don't subscribe to. It does not have my stamp of approval. Simple as that. So, yep, go out and live. Go out and live your life. Keep your mask on. Wear three masks. Wear six masks. Wow. Wear seven masks. No, six is not a popular number. Wear seven masks. Wear no masks. Get all three vaccinations. Get one vaccination. Or get no vaccination at all. It's completely up to you. Just manage your own risk. Respect others as much as you possibly can. And go do you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you would like to continue to hear my voice, and if that's the case, I really do appreciate it. You can listen to this podcast on all major platforms, that being Apple Music. No, that would be cool, though. We can get it on Apple Music. I don't think that that's possible for a podcast, but that'd be cool. Still work on it. We'll see. Anyways, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, but they will all be linked in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. Uh, If you want to stick around, if you want to be notified anytime that we release an episode, feel free to subscribe. It's completely free. Uh, Unless you want to support the podcast to keep these episodes going, there's a link in that description as well. No pressure at all. The subscription is free though, so I'll... uh, I'll just leave you with that. Um, We release an episode every Tuesday, every Friday. We started doing one every Monday as well. Uh, It's a bit of a shorter segment, but it's a new segment nonetheless. Uh, It helps me get prepared for the week uh, doing the episodes, and I think it'll help you as well in some capacity, whether it's just a a real quick, uh, you know, thing to keep in the back of your mind, um, you know, an idea or, or whatever. It's called a quick thought. Obviously, the, the name was derived from somewhere. I wonder I, I wonder where. If I find out, I'll tell you. Uh, but, yeah, it's called a quick thought. We do it every Monday. Uh, like I said, so, so subscribe so you can be informed whenever we release these episodes. We're going to keep them rolling. We're not canceled so far. So I want to say it like, what, six months? We're, we're, we're about a couple months in this six months if we're not canceled we're gonna throw a huge party it's as simple as that because to make it in america and not be canceled for saying some stuff that people don't like to hear ideally is is a remarkable feat is is very remarkable and i commend anyone who can make it that long either on twitter on you know, on any social twitter is the most toxic one but social media in general out in the world on a podcast anywhere i commend you if you make it past the cancel culture um like i said we're gonna keep pumping these out so thank you so much for listening i appreciate it um i appreciate you guys listening to my voice once more we're gonna um we're gonna wrap this up i'm not gonna ramble on too much longer um we will see you on friday yeah this by the time you're hearing this it'll be tuesday if you're listening to it on tuesday so we'll see you on friday um like i said we're back on the schedule shoulders aren't popping out they're still in place so we're, we're doing all good over here but that's all i got for you today thank you so much for listening and uh yeah bye